Hi, it's Mike Crawford. Welcome to the Young Jerks Podcast. Tonight's episode, we'll be speaking to Brandon Squire, a musician, about the death of his friend and fellow musician, Ken Jacobs. It's a story that many of us know all too well. A friend, family member, gets a serious medical condition without health insurance. We'll be reading a post that Ken Jacobs had made a couple months before his passing. We'll also feature Brendan Squire remembering his friend. And we'll talk about the issue. Stick around. We'll be right back. I read your post on Facebook about uh, your friend Ken Jacobs. And uh, like a lot of people, it was just a shock to the gut. And I just figured, uh, you know, I, I read uh, Ken's words earlier from his Facebook post that you had posted. And I figured I'd reach out to you to uh, find out more about Ken and what kind of person he was. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, I knew Ken back when I lived in Philadelphia. We were both involved in the, uh, the bluegrass music scene over there. Um, which, by the way, probably sounds surprising, but, but yes, there is a, uh, there's a thriving bluegrass scene in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, Ken was there back in the early days, and we played a, we played a lot of music together. And, uh, but, you know, and, you know, and, you know, of course, he moved, he moved over to, to, to Sioux City, or uh, whatever, wherever it is, Sioux Falls, up in North, in North Dakota, and we generally just only kept in touch via Facebook. But uh, I mean, he was an he was an interesting cat, you know. He uh, he was really passionate about stuff. When I say that he was in that post, I mentioned that he was he could be very angry about things. Like I would see him get I've seen him get in arguments over with with other musicians over the best interpretation of a of a of a particular bluegrass song because he was he was very purist about it. And I you know I actually very much appreciated that about him. I'm kind of a I'm, I'm a musician myself, and when it comes to uh, bluegrass and traditional music I'm, I'm very very purist I don't like a lot of the progressive stuff but that's besides the point the, um, when I knew him he was still in he when, when, we, were, when we were hanging out he, were, he was still in law school with Rutgers um, and I would you know he would I would see him we'd play shows together and I'd see him getting arguments with people about politics and of course this was during the Bush years when things were uh, you know pretty crazy back then and he was he was already just like, you know, very well disillusioned with what was going on. And uh, he refers to that, you can see that, he refers to that on his, on his Facebook page on that, in, that, uh, in that post where he says, you know, I've been known to vent here because it makes you feel better about this and that, but mostly it's blowing hot air, and, you know. And of course that is, that's, that's, that's what Facebook is all about so much. And... Uh, and uh, so, you know, he was just, he, he was, he was a passionate fella. And from what I understand, like, like he and I, you know, were living in different places for quite some time. But we, you know, kept in like just basic touch from Facebook. And he, uh, it, he, he never really did anything with that law degree. He, he was just happy working in, in the bar scene. And that's, that's kind of not surprising. He was a, uh, he was a musician to his car. He liked being in the music industry, you know, even if he wasn't a, uh, you know, touring musician or anything like that. I mean, one of the guys, the, uh, that video that uh, that uh, I used to remember him by is uh, 
is from the place where he worked for, for, for many, many years. And they were like, yeah, he's still we have music in this place to begin with. He, uh, he kind of believed in that kind of community kind of thing, I guess. Where was that? He, uh, this was in, uh, he worked, I guess he worked in a place called Parker's in, uh, in, in Sioux Falls. And, you know, again, a lot of this is just like looking back and like, you know, being like, oh my, you know, because I remember seeing that post before when it first came up, it just popped up in my feed. <clears throat> but it was one of those things that's like, you didn't entirely think, you know, just go on, you know, just glom onto because he wasn't exactly specific about what was going on. And he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm really sick and this and that, the other thing, and I remember reading it. And then going back and reading it after uh, after learning quite suddenly that he had died, it was like, oh my God, you know? And, um, you know, I, and I still don't know the whole story. I talked about I talked to his uh, one of his sisters very briefly on uh, on Facebook Messenger uh, today just to ask if it was okay if I if I could interview just to you know because because I was like look I, I I copied his post to my page and a lot of people were interested very moved by it you know some guy wanted me to call up you know when you know talk about it is that okay and she's like yes you know you know people should learn about what happened. those guys would come along he'd come in and show up and come sing and stuff like that and and he always had a very kind of community spirit to himself about that and uh it was uh that's what i'll miss about him i think that's uh that's what i'll miss about the guy the most he was he was so smart you know again he was just such a smart guy you know and so serious and then at the same time so serious about about whatever it was he was doing you know, I don't know why he never. I, I don't know why he never used that that law degree that he got. I, I I I'd be willing to bet you a dollar he got it just so he could say, yeah, I got a law degree. You know, <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm, I'd be willing to bet you just so you'd be like, yeah, I got it. I'm a lawyer. Shut up. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's how he was. You know, when he get when he get on a kick about the Constitution and shit like that, he was like legit because he's talking about it because he's an actual lawyer. You know, he knows what he's talking about. So, you know, the, uh, but yeah, that's the kind of dude he was. The, uh, you know, we're all going to miss him a hell of a lot, even, you know, and then, you know, and, and most of his buddies back in Philly, you know, they're all bummed out and, you know, none of us have seen him in, in, in freaking forever. So, uh, yeah, what could he do, right? I mean, it's, uh, well, I guess we can talk about it and remember him. And I, I really thank you for sharing today, Brendan. In terms of uh, of uh, what he was like as a person, you know, the uh, he was a great guy to play music with. He had a, his, his approach was just was just as a, as a bluegrass guitar player was just solid. He had a very nice Carter Brothers uh, Carter Brothers Carter uh, Carter Stanley kind of thing going with his his main rhythm. And he uh, I don't know how familiar with our with that with that style of music, but in uh, in the cut that I included there, he, he does some wonderful uh, uh, picking in the style of George Shuffler, who did a who had a particular kind of picking called cross picking, and uh, he's got a wonderful, uh, very smooth and clear, clear voice. He was a 
he was an, he was an interesting dude. Hi, it's Mike Crawford. Ken Jacobs died on May 17th of liver failure. A couple months before he passed, he made this post on his Facebook page, which I'm going to read. Before I do so, I also want to mention that his friend, Brendan Squire, did a post on progresspond.com, a story and a video that you can check out it's called i don't want a pet house at the waldorf i just think it'd be cool if i could hang out for a little while longer it's a quote from that post which we're going to read uh speaking of brandon squire tonight he also relayed to us that he definitely supports a medicare for all type proposal for health care which would really make a big difference so that there aren't any more kens going forward So I'm going to read uh, the words directly from Ken, from his Facebook post, just a couple months ago, in Ken's words. I used to vent on here and rant about whatever may have been bothering me at the time, but I've largely stopped doing that. While there was some temporary relief in getting it out, it really was just a bunch of hot air that solved nothing and kind of made me seem unhinged. This, however... I think is important enough to get out there. A couple months ago, I was admitted to the hospital with a pretty serious condition. A couple months prior to this, because of confusion over an extended deadline, I missed out on my chance to purchase insurance on the marketplace. Don't get me wrong, this stuff is some of the utmost importance and I should have been more diligent in my search. It's my fault and I blame no one but myself. In any case, I have to wait until next year to get insurance. At the time, I just figured, well, it's only another year. But then this all happened, and I ended up in the hospital. A stay, by the way, for which I was billed roughly three quarters of what I took home in pay last year. Again, I know that I am at fault here, but holy shit. The care I've received up to this point is costing an outrageous amount of money and there's no end in sight. While I have always been critical of the cost of healthcare, when it hits at home, it can really be quite mind-boggling. Which brings me to the real point here. If you can bear with me for another minute, today I spoke with a member of the team that will evaluate and coordinate a vital procedure that if when the time comes will be necessary to keep me alive. Due to my lack of insurance, she was reluctant to begin talks about it because of the crippling out-of-pocket costs that it would incur. Now I get that. People got to get paid. Okay. What I don't get is that my life, not just my life as I know it, may end because of the size of my bank account. That my life is essentially only worth someone else's bottom line. That comes as no surprise to me, really, but it's not right. Once again, I'd like to say that I don't hold anyone else responsible for this, not for the fact of my illness or my insurance situation or my ability to pay. I did this to myself. The absolutely infuriating part of it, though, is that fact that any civilized country 
especially the greatest one, can allow one of its citizens to just effing die because healthcare is now a luxury reserved for those who can afford it. I don't want a penthouse at the Waldorf. I just think it'd be cool if I could hang out for a little while longer. I'd feel this way if it was my worst enemy, and I certainly feel that way now. If I die, I die. That is largely inconsequential in the scheme of things. But something needs to change in the system. Okay, I'm done now. Thanks for reading if you did. If anyone has any advice, I would love to hear it. Normally, I don't ask for much advice, and I hate unsolicited advice. But for once, I am inviting you to fire away. I could really use all the help I can get here. And that was Ken Jacobs two months before he died. From lack of health insurance, from lack of care. In Washington, D.C., this is what people should be looking at. I know that uh, we, we have a, a criminal in the White House, but nothing's getting done. The, the people are literally dying because they get sick. I wish I had some solutions, but I think uh, I think Brandon Squire made great points tonight. I think that uh, Medicare for all needs to be an option for people. We shouldn't have to uh, let people die because they forgot to sign up for health care. I'm going to leave it at that tonight. Thank you.